0: Hi everyone, I'm Janina. And I'm Lucy. And welcome to the third episode of Faye Fellows Podcast. So this one is going to be about grey ladies,
1: mm-hmm. mainly
0: of County Durham, and also some other grey ladies that we found across the country. So, uh, yeah, come along and be spooked. <laughs> I'm going to start with the grey ladies plural of Durham Castle who knows if there really is a plural of grey ladies maybe it's Mm -hmm. just all bad research or misunderstanding I don't know
1: likes to wear grey bad fashion maybe
0: yeah (laughs) bad fashion is a is a good excuse yeah I I remember I asked you the other day what, what you thought why people were called grey ladies or white ladies or green ladies and <laughs> what qualifies them. And you just went, yeah, they're probably just wearing grey clothes.
1: <laughs> that tends to be, whenever you whenever you go through one of them, it tends to be like, she's the woman in black or she's a white yeah. lady because she's wearing a white dress. That tends to be how it's categorised, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I feel like with grey, it's not so much just the clothes, it's also because apparitions tend to be seen as a grey misty thing I don't know maybe that's one of the reasons why the ladies get to be grey it's not usually that they're old actually because most of them are quite young yeah Um, Yeah, so it's not like the white ladies are young and in a bridal dress and the grey ladies are really old or something there is no difference Mm -hmm. Um, they are just all weird (laughs) so yeah let's dive straight in to Durham Castle This time, I'm not going to go very deeply into the whole history of Durham Castle, but just to sort of introduce it as a building, it was built very shortly after the Norman Conquest Mm -hmm. and sort of put up there to have a power seat there for the Normans and also to keep the Scots out because it's a very good vantage point to defend people from, but they didn't really use it very much as a military thing so then it became more of a more of a palace for the prince bishops of durham so yes a grey lady that i found in adam bushnell's county durham folktales is apparently isabella van Mildred, who died there in the 19th century and the way bushnell describes it in his stories to be fair they are a bit more literary than other accounts it's not the the most historical thing he does take his freedoms because he's a storyteller but yeah so how he explains it is that she felt lonely without people of her age and she went out one night and before she could get to a pub and mingle with people which she was not supposed to do she met a skeletal hooded rider who scared her out of her wits and she ran home ran into the castle and ran up the black staircase Mm -hmm. and the black staircase is quite architecturally monumental in the castle because it used to be standing without columns or anything just attached to the castle wall and it's made of very black wood so it's it's a bit spooky because of that I guess and so what happened to poor Isabella, she ran up that scary black staircase and in Adam Bushnell's version, she trips on her cloak in the dark and falls down the staircase and dies. Um, so, yeah, the staircase is very high. I think it's four stories. So it it is, you know, if you fall from the top, you're definitely dead. And she apparently landed on the ground floor, on the on the stone floor. So, yeah, that's, that is his Grey Lady. And she reappears in an entirely different ghost story in which she haunts a student called Frederick Copeland. Oh, who... I know this.
1: <laughs> that's so weird. I had Dude. no idea these two things were connected. Well,
0: they are in this version. I haven't found any other connection. But Frederick thought he failed his degree... Because his name was at the very top of a of one of the sheets, and it was covered by the sheet above of second class degrees, and he had, he got a first class degree, but he thought he failed because his name was on none of the degree sheets. and in this version, he is basically he runs to the cathedral and um sees uh, the gray lady there. And she chases him around and um, sort of calls after him that she's lonely and she always says, we can be together forever. And, you know, he's frightened by that. So he runs up to the top of the cathedral tower, but she follows him there. And as he's trying to lunge past her and get back down, he falls off the tower and dies. And he is said to have been haunting his former room in the castle, which is now college, as we mentioned I think it's not a room that's inhabited by students anymore. It's now like, I think a storage room or something, but staff have apparently reported hearing and pacing up and down and things like that. Um, So, yeah. And now they are both haunting the same building. So Bushnell reckons they are now together forever. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So those are two very different tales, but she, she appears in the second one. To be the cause of death for him, but maybe the failed degree thing was also a problem yeah. in real life. Yeah,
1: I think I think that's how I have heard it is that he jumped off himself from the top yeah. of the because of his degree. But that's interesting though that the two things could be connected
0: like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so it seems that this sort of uh, this version where And the grey lady fell to her death and also her being from the 19th century is confirmed by the website Spooky Isles. But there is another account about a grey lady in Durham Castle in Paranormal County Durham by Darren Ritson. And he reckons this is the wife of a former bishop. He doesn't say more which bishop or whatnot. Just in the 16th century, which is considerably earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And apparently she was depressed and suicidal and jumped from the top of the black staircase and died immediately.
1: Uh, the staircase,
0: so, man. It's, it's the staircase, it really is. But that's. it is strange because, you know, it is also a fall from the staircase, but it's not... You know, it's not accidental in this case, mm. so that you know, that means it could be a different person, but I haven't found anything confirming his sort of idea. I mean, he also gives plenty little historical background for this, so I don't know. But yeah, he reports several sightings that he's been told by visitors and staff, um so they've seen her walk this black staircase, and apparently she's a very sad ghost. And is more often seen in darkness, and also more often felt than seen as an as a kind of essence that gives you a shudder through the spine, okay, so yeah, that is pretty much all we get from him. I don't know. Have you heard anything else about grey ladies in the castle?
1: No, I haven't actually this is weird because i I kind of collect ghosts from this area. <laughs> I don't know, other than the student in Durham Castle, I didn't know even really any of the Grey Ladies there. I knew there was one, but I didn't know the story behind it. Mm. So, yeah, both of those seem equally plausible to me, I guess.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's strange, though, that, she, that there should be two Grey Ladies. Yeah. yeah,
1: died In very similar <laughs> ways.
0: Yeah. I mean, yes, the staircase, like, I've been, and you probably mm-hmm. have as well. It It is quite spooky. Um, yeah, it's quite imposing. Yeah. But fun fact about it, by the way, um, that <laughs> I've just got from a guided tour through the castle. So you probably know it as well. But there is a very weirdly shaped ball on each of the, the little columns in the corners of the hand railing, which I would have thought could either be a giant hazelnut or something, something of the sort. But they told us that they were meant to be pineapples and people didn't know what pineapples looked like so oh. you know well,
1: check out.
0: yeah it's just that that staircase is just full of mysteries
1: interesting
0: <laughs> yeah and then we've got another grey lady in crossgate oh, okay. so also went which i found on spooky isles as well in the same article so she is a widow uh from the 14th century who lost her husband in the Battle of Neville's Cross. So that was uh, 1381 and one of the most famous and most vicious battles of the Northeast. And yeah, so she appears to have been condemned by her yearning to search for her husband, as they say on Spooky Isles. And she is most often seen walking with a baby in her arms and then approaching people traveling in horse carriages. And she then asked them for a ride and apparently successfully came along several times when horse carriages were still, you know, the normal method of traveling. Yeah, I know. I was. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, weird, why horse carriages? But yeah, it was in that time that she was Mm. most often seen. And when that carriage arrived at Neville's Cross, she just vanished. So she was, according to that, clearly trying to get back to her husband in some way um try and find him but there is uh, no reason why she needed that ride or why she was looking for him other than trying to find her dead husband i guess and it, they also didn't say whether the the baby was dead as well like whether there was a, a widow with a dead baby who was then you know mm-hmm. who were both trying to find the husband They they just said she appeared with a baby in her arms But the sightings have also completely ceased after horse carriages were not used normally anymore as methods of transport. So, yeah, she hasn't been seen approaching a car.
1: Hmm, that's kind of interesting, (laughs) because that's sort of, you know, usually things like that where, where there's a story that lingers. I guess there's two possible things that happened there. Either there was a ghost, and for whatever reason, she stopped having a reason to continue to appear, or... In some way, the oral tradition of the ghost story got lost off a little bit and
0: people's imagination
1: it. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that as well. And yeah, we're already on to the next Grey Lady, which I found under a very funny heading. So she's from Langley Castle near Hexham. Mm hmm. And the heading that I found just said Northumberland Castle worries its ghost might have been going by the wrong name for centuries.
1: <laughs> Can't misidentify your ghosts.
0: Yeah. Are
1: polite. No.
0: <laughs> I love how they're worried. You know. Uh, priceless. <laughs> but yeah, so they thought that the ghost was Maude de Lucy, but it was probably not. So. Essentially this castle was built by one Sir Thomas de Lucy uh-huh. in the 14th century and it was thought that his wife was the ghost and so they thought they first thought that Maud was that wife who was broken-hearted mm-hmm. when her knight husband was killed in battle and who on hearing the news of his death jumped from the castle's highest window from which she had watched for his return. That's what Chronicle Live says about that. Yeah, so they they thought that that was Maud, but now they've done some digging during lockdown because they had nothing better to do. (laughs) they figured out... Yeah. (laughs) They figured out that Maud wasn't actually his wife. Ah. She was his daughter. Oh. Yeah. That's a Yeah. So it appears that... He was married twice and it wasn't the first wife because when she died, the castle wasn't built yet. But uh, his second wife called yes, I think they pronounce it, de Beaumont. So Agnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in French. she She was there at that time and her death was shrouded in mystery, according to the Chronicle. So it could have been her. Hmm. What's more certain is that Maud just doesn't fit the profile because she had a different personality and apparently married again the same year she lost her husband at Neville's Cross. So, uh, you know, she didn't pine very long.
1: I mean, Um, fair enough, Maud. You do you.
0: Yeah, but, you know, she certainly wasn't the kind to be like, let's jump instead. So what's seen to this day by visitors, staff, whoever comes along and has been seen through the centuries is a crying ghost who appears at a window and then jumps. And it's always the same window, apparently. Oh. That is the haunting that followed. But again, no real explanation why she's a grey lady.
1: Yeah, it seems like the they're all kind of, I guess this is just a lot of women in, in kind of history, but they all seem to be like, lovers of some kind or broken-hearted lovers of some kind we've got a lot of a lot of jumpers yeah you know, that's the connection
0: i think yeah i agree the the jumping or falling at least uh-huh. seems to be some kind of connection with those yeah the the last gray lady that i found in county durham was uh well to be fair the previous one was northumberland but there's another one in the village Aitcliffe. And on a blog by someone from Acliff, blog is called Hypnogoria. So they don't say what their name is, but there we go. If you want to go and look it up, they say there's a female apparition in a vintage dress, so probably a ghost from a while ago, who roams freely through the village and is often seen by the church. And they always perceived her as more of a guardian of the place rather than a threat or something though so it's there were stories that parents told their kids being like oh you know if you go out late at night the gray lady will go and get you but that was never really a thing that was part of the law that was more of a thing that even the children knew was you know an educational measure rather than Uh, What actually happened because she didn't seem to be malicious. Okay. Um, Yeah. Oh, and apparently you can summon her by running around the church seven times and then sticking a pin in the church door. But nobody's ever done it.
1: I love that. Yeah. You say the word, summoned me. I'm so down.
0: You're just, you're just off now. You're just going. I'm going. I'm
1: going. (laughs) Right now. Yeah. No. Don't mess with those things but also how fun
0: yeah i know it's rare that you have like such a detailed description of how you can summon this particular ghost
1: yeah there's a lot of um there's a lot of folklore around here that revolves around running around a certain thing a certain amount of times so there was something near here uh in trimden i think mm-hmm. about running. there used to be quite a big storm it's not there anymore there used to be a thing about running around that a certain amount of times. They called it the devil's stone. Mm. I don't really know what the aim of running around it was or what they were trying to do. But that was the thing that everyone would do.
0: Yeah, that's
1: cool. There's quite a lot of that in kind of our folklore for some reason.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because this person from the blog here also complains that, Well, apparently everybody in this village knew about this grey lady. And that was sort of the most well-known story about this village is that they couldn't find it anywhere in most of the books Uh that they looked at. Most of the folklore books and stuff. So, Mm. yeah, it's good we are uncovering this. There is apparently a mention in uh, Andrew Green's Ghosts of Today, but that is the only mention that they could find. Yeah.
1: There we go. The church uh, is
0: called St Andrew's Church. If you want to go, <laughs> okay, I'll put
1: it on my list.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if we if we ever manage to go together, we'll put up some photos somewhere, for people to to check.
1: Okay, is that is that all of the ones that you have for County Durham then?
0: Yes, that is all of the ones I have for around here.
1: There are a couple that I know of, um, like just from osmosis. I haven't done any research into this. Well, um, I know that there's a Grey Lady at Annick Castle. I don't know much about that, to be 100% honest. Mm -hmm. But I do more intimately know um, Beamish Hall and the Grey Lady there. I would say that's the Grey Lady that I know most of from here. But that might just be because I'm quite close to Beamish and we go to (laughs) Beamish quite often.
0: Um, I've never been to Beamish Hall, but I've heard so much about it. There's lots of uni balls there and stuff, isn't there? Oh, there I don't know. I wish I, I'd, I'd, there was one that I didn't go to because they asked for, like, I think 75 quid entry, and I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that, and the, the grey lady there is supposedly Bridget Velacy, I want to say that's how you pronounce her name, but I'm not sure, who was supposed to be married to Bobby Shafter, hmm. Bonnie Bobby Shaftor, if you know the nursery rhyme. If you don't, maybe Google it. But the, and the thing about that was he was this you know lad about town that everyone kind of liked she was betrothed to him and she was supposed to marry him but uh he went to sea on a naval journey and when he did supposedly he met someone else and he came by by the time that he came back she wrote to him and stuff but he was already married to another woman hmm <laughs> Um, And the day of their wedding, she was so heartbroken and so she was reading the letter that he'd sent to her to tell her that she was married. He was married to this other woman and she was reading the letter and walking and she was so heartbroken and distracted that she fell down the steps to the basement. Oh, another fall. Yeah, she fell down the steps and and she got trapped down there and she got bricked down there and it took them like years and years to find her body. Wow. And one of the cool details about that one is in some of the versions of the story they say that they found her body down there when they found her later. They found her body down there and the only other thing down there was a wedding dress, an unworn wedding dress. Mm. And so that's how they found her. How but weird. Yet, she, yeah, isn't it strange? Because it's she had the letter, you know, the letter, the corpse and the wedding dress.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, unmarried woman
0: kind of sad also that the dress would survive is
1: uh yeah know. i mean i don't think it i don't think it's a necessarily particularly historically <laughs> detail but it is it's one that it comes up quite a lot in the tales.
0: yeah well that's very cool certainly another cool gray lady out there i found two other gray ladies across the country only two i don't know why it's just two in the huge book that you can kill someone with, which is The Law of the Land by Jacqueline Simpson and Jennifer Westwood. So um that big book is a bit of a landmark in terms of folklore studies in England. Um and they've collected basically all the folk stories that they could find across the entirety of England. Not Scotland, not Wales or Ireland, but England. Mm-hmm. And I would have thought there were more grey ladies out there, but I could not find more than two that were specifically called grey ladies. There are a lot of white ladies, green ladies, red ladies as well, and we should probably do an episode about them at some point, but...
1: Yeah, I think there definitely are some more... There's definitely more than two, but, you know, those are the two that we could find.
0: There are... I think there are some...
1: There are probably about a million of them in the south. It's just that obviously we're more familiar with the ones in the north east.
0: Yeah, everything south other than the northeast, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Also, well, the the two ones that I found are very, they're very different. Um, So there isn't, there isn't any falling in these. So one of them is from Levens Hall in Westmoreland. The location is an Elizabethan manor house. Which was restored by a James Graham, and uh, his and his wife's initials decorate the lead downspouts uh, at the front of the house, and they've got lots of hearts there and whatnot. And uh, funnily enough, they sort of linked the lock of Levens Hall to a herd of fallow deer that like lived in the grounds.
1: Oh, wow. Um
0: That's nice. Yeah. But there was a curse by an unidentified person that if you shoot the deer, something bad will befall the house. And there was later on the once owner, Lord Templeton, was like, that's just superstition. I don't care about this. And even the staff actually refused to shoot the deer for him. So he did it himself. He shot a young deer and then they got into real bad luck actually the house and the staff did they had to the house had to be sold twice i think within the space of a year or something and the staff all lost their jobs and everything so it didn't it didn't go down too well that's that shooting the deer and here comes in the gray lady as the unidentified person who cursed it Or at least that's a speculation that this grey lady who haunts this hall is the the person who cursed it because the legend of this grey lady also involves her cursing the hall. So there we go. Apparently it's the ghost of a Roma woman. And apparently she died in the 18th century when she came to Levens Hall to ask for food and shelter. But she was turned away. Meanly enough, late at night. And um, then she cursed the house, which I think is fair enough, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and died of starvation, unfortunately. Mm.
1: Um, That's very Beauty and the Beast.
0: Yeah. The the Beast comes along as well now. So she's been seen several times since uh, the 18th century. Um, She's now sometimes seen by motorists on the A6 and accompanied by a small black dog.
1: Yes. Sorry there's nothing more that there's nothing I love more than a ghost dog I love yeah it. I
0: mean you know it's really cool that he made friends with her as well because she doesn't appear to have had the dog in her lifetime so it's probably a dog who died later at some point wow.
1: yeah bring people together
0: <laughs> the dog sometimes manifests himself it said him so I'm presuming yep. it's a it's a he dog on the stairs at Levin's but he is not malevolent, apparently.
1: Yeah, how could he be? He's a good boy.
0: Yeah, indeed.
1: I love a ghost dog.
0: (laughs) We should do an episode about ghost dogs if we can find enough of them.
1: I only know one.
0: You know one? Which one? Yeah,
1: Darlington Civic Theatre does ghost dog. Really? Yeah, the dog of the owner. It's my favourite story. Actually, it's not. It's not very pleasant, (laughs) because they found the corpse of the dog and the owner in the wall, I'm pretty sure. But there's ghost dog and...
0: He's great. Oh,
1: that's that's bad on that.
0: <laughs> how did they get into the wall?
1: I think they were. It, I think it was when they were renovating. I might be misremembering that slightly, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. They found the dog and the owner. Huh. I don't. know oh, how did the how did they, I don't know how they got into the wall?
0: Mysterious, like the soldier and the wall, perhaps.
1: Yeah. That one might be worth looking into, truthfully, because I feel like I've half remembered the story.
0: I mean, you know, that's a great lead. We should definitely look into that, I think.
1: Coming soon.
0: Yeah. Um, And here comes the last um, Grey Lady that I found from Abbey House in Cambridge, Mm -hmm. also in something and Westwood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, So Apparently, she's seen in an Augustinian priory of Barnwell, um, which was built in 1098. Mm -hmm. But there was a new house built on the site by Alexander Butler in 1659. And it was then let to a Mm -hmm. fellow of Pembroke College in 1904 till 1910. And that's why we get some sightings later, which is why I mention it here. so yes, he and his family saw the grey lady when they were living there. And it is presumed that this grey lady is a nun from mm. the nunnery of Saint Radigund, because she's wearing long robes like a nun's and she apparently passed through the panelled wall that was that possibly led into a bricked-up passage. The passage originally led into uh, St. Radigan's nunnery, mm-hmm. and uh, the nun is said to have come regularly through this passage to meet her lover, who apparently was a canon of Barnwell. Oh. Um, so yeah, this is the other end, so where this was built is where the lover lived. So, but oh, he's not been that's seen.
1: Interesting, I love mm-hmm. a passage,
0: yeah, there's nothing like a secret passage, especially when it's been breaked up. <laughs> And yeah, so apparently the children of this research fellow often saw her. They were often visited by her, which was believed to mean that she had a concern with these children. They didn't like her, but they weren't frightened of her either, it seems. So a very very weird combination. But nobody knows what concern that would have been. It's suggested also that she sort of follows the tradition of white ladies from germany which is very weird because i am from germany and i've never heard of the white ladies of germany <laughs> mm. um and here comes another fun fact about these white ladies the the wikipedia article has a german title which is Weiße Frauen, but there is no german version of it <laughs> well
1: something's a little bit suspicious there
0: yeah um, it, is, it is very weird. The Wikipedia article claims that it is known in the present day area of Germany. Pff, I've never heard a thing about it and I'm interested in this stuff. So mm. all I could find out there was that they were said to be beautiful and enchanted creatures who appear at noon and can be seen sitting in the sunshine brushing their hair or bathing in the brook. They may be guarding treasure or haunting castles. They entreat mortals to break their spell, but this is always unsuccessful.
1: Oh, well, Sounds like the dream life.
0: <laughs> there seems to have been a little bit of a, of a translation problem with them because they also kind of exist in the Dutch tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, but the word weise sounds very similar to the word weise, which means not white, but wise. Ah. So that leads to a connection to wise ladies like the Desir, for example, who could tell fate. And they seem to come from a conflation of traditions of ghostly or nature spirits like the Desir or like the elves. And by that we mean the Tolkien sort of elves, not like little fairy elves which come from the Germanic tradition, who were a very human-like people. Um, And then also from the Norse creatures Landvatir, who were spirits of the land. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so because the white ladies were associated with sunlight, they think that this is where the the white colour comes from, not from a white gown or something.
1: Okay, I see. So not like but,
0: yeah it, it doesn't say though why they would have a concern with someone rather with a place rather than with people so I, I'm not sure what the sort of reference that they were making to this grey lady nun mm. meant. If anyone knows yeah. anything about this leave comments by all means. <laughs> Teach us. But yeah the last was seen of this grey nun throughout World War Two. She was seen then, but uh, in the fifties there was some poltergeist activity in the same house, and she wasn't seen after that.
1: So, no one um, wants to live with a
0: poltergeist. I get it. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, "Nah, okay, that's that's not even worth trying to look for my lover now."
1: Bye. Yeah, it was a good afterlife, but I'm done.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is all I know. Any questions? I
1: don't. I don't think so. I think that's covered a lot of grey ladies, on a lot of different grounds. Yeah. yeah. It's a really fun episode. If you've got any questions, feel free to leave them in
0: the comments. Absolutely. Or any notes, anything that you know, anything that contradicts what we've been saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we find things, but they are often based on sightings and sayings and surmises, so we can't All claim stuff. that any of this is correct. Yeah. <laughs> also,
1: if anyone's got a list of ghost dogs, put that in the comments i want to see that that's that's the content i want to
0: see (laughs) yes please (laughs) yeah i think that's it from us then for this week's episode we hope you enjoyed and uh, do find us on facebook instagram and tumblr as fey fellows podcast and on twitter as Faye fellows Mm
1: -hmm. and you will be seeing more of us next week for our last of the four halloween episodes i'm going to be talking about we've had to change things around a little bit so this episode is coming before what we thought would come in but uh next week i'm going to talk about Samhain, uh the celtic festival of Samhain, and its possible links in relation to the festival that we have at halloween
0: now yeah very very cool episode coming up there i can tell you folks (laughs)
1: lots of me mispronouncing things
0: (laughs) lots to look forward to I think people can relate to that honestly (laughs) so yeah have a lovely weekend folks bye bye